1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory at the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal. Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory. At the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Hello and welcome to episode 222 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. The Wolves 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram. I'm just going to say Facebook for us these days actually pops off. I don't know why, it never used to, but it's probably the best one we've got now. Instagram is shit, so don't follow that. Twitter, at 77 Club Podcast. YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, please subscribe, rate five stars. Really appreciate it. Harry, you should be in sales with that pitch. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that brilliant. Pitch. That was very well done. 220 times. 
I should start uh, trying on the Instagram. Harry, really, shouldn't I? I should, like, when I go to a game, post a picture or something and try yeah, and build it up yeah. a little bit because you do everything and I do nothing. I think, so, yeah, I think the fact you just said, you've just called it the Instagram. <laughs> is, uh, the Facebook. I don't, I, don't, I don't use Instagram, though, as, as a real person. I've only got the, the Wolves page thing, but I don't really use Facebook. Really. Anyway, hello. There you go. Make, make it your uh, Easter change. Um, Harry... You sat in that exact seat last week saying that we were going to lose 5-0 to Chelsea. Jack <laughs> said it was going to be, what, 4-0. I sat here and said, I think we're going to win this one. Uh, and we did. Um, to be honest, I think out of the three of us, we weren't probably far off the start in 11. Mm. Obviously, no, no, no Nevers. We knew that was going to happen. Uh, Jao Gomez comes in. Nunes on the right. And then we have Pedence on the left, Lamina in the middle. And Jack wanted two up front. I think you did as well. Uh, Cunha and Costa against his old side uh, coming back in. But a, a much improved, improved performance without Ruben Neves. Sam, you've took the words out of my mouth because I was going to bring that up because I put on a post on Facebook, the one that's popping off these days. And uh, at mine and Jack's team, I put on. And funnily enough, if you merge mine and Jack's team, we nearly got it right. <laughs> no one, none of, we did like Totti. We didn't. None of us guessed Totti Gomez would be left back or wanted him to be. But we get on to it. But I thought he did okay. None of us said Jao Gomez either. But I said Pedence on the left, but Huang on the right. Whereas Jack said Nunes on the right. And I think I'd eight Nori on the left. And you eight Nori, as we yeah. know, has completely uh, been shafted. But you got the strikers right, Jack. You said. Uh, Costa and Cunha, and I thought they did well on the day. But yeah, I think I've got to eat my hat because I've been getting quite a bit of stick on what I did in my YouTube comments on my video about predicting a 5-0 <laughs> Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea victory. And I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm Like I said, I, I want to be wrong. I was glad I was wrong. Um, Chelsea did not get that manager bounce I thought would come, as Jack predicted, to be fair. Jack did say he's not scared of Lampard and what he brings. And yeah, it, they were... God, we were really good first and foremost. We were solid. Probably could have been a bit more clinical, but we didn't need to be with that absolute wonder strike, which obviously we'll get on to. And yeah, a huge three points. And it's typical Wolves. We lose to the likes of Bournemouth at home, lose the Leeds, but then we go and beat the likes of Spurs and Chelsea. That's the life of a Wolves fan, unfortunately. <laughs> but I'll take it. <laughs> and Jack, I gave you a little bit of a disservice at the beginning because I think you've, you've said for many weeks that this is one of those games where we're, we're down to lose it. It's absolutely got no chance, but it's just classic Wolves to go and get three points. Yeah, it was, it was more about the performance, really, because they have just been disappointed in the, in the last few games, particularly yeah. just how, how poor we were against Forest, how little we created. Granted, we didn't create very much against Chelsea, really, overall. It wasn't like uh, showering the goal with shots or anything, but the, the, the really promising thing was how little we made them create in return because when they were chasing the game really you think if you get in one nil at half time and they've got a whole half they're going to probably come at you it didn't didn't happen so you know testament to the defense testament to the way that we pressed the ball and, and we you know we won the battles in midfield we turned the ball over in good positions and I, th I think just the the formation just changed the whole the whole mentality really um i'm not a fan of, of totty at, at left back still but apart from that was pretty pleased with the team selection and just as I said last week, if you want to score goals, you've got to play two up top. And if you look, if you look at the goal and the build-up to the goal, Costa wins a header, Kuna gets a flick on, and before you know it, from nowhere, the ball's in the back of the net because Nunes has had a chance. And that, you know, that didn't just come from nothing. That came from actually having bodies in good positions. And yeah, really, really pleased with it overall. Really pleased with the way that we addressed the game. We didn't, we weren't scared. We went and attacked. We had, you know, another good chance really with uh, with Costa, which the keeper parried and really limited them to 
to very little, particularly even when they tried to come at us in the second half. But, you know, I was really quite worried about this game, as, as everyone was, just because Neves was missing. And when you're watching it back now, you kind of forget that, uh, you know, we're missing our best player there because we're playing Lamina and Gomez in the middle and they, they did superbly well. Let's be honest, they did superbly well against a, you know, a really big name team at home when the last few performances we've either attacked really badly or defended really badly. And, you know, we've gone and, and grinded a result out and a result, which in the grand scheme of things, that is a massive result with the games that we've, we've uh, got coming up because it gives us, it takes a little bit of pressure off now. And we've got three fixtures coming up again where you think we can sort of just pull away. And hopefully before, you know, before long, those talks about relegation will just seem a little bit silly now. And that's that was a massive three points, really, because it's a game that we probably weren't expected to win. And we've got three points, got us up to 31. And it was it was a really, really big performance. And Harry, a lot of people singing Nunez's praises, his first goal of the season, of course. It was an absolute worldie, but it did seem without Ruben Neves in the team, he was a little bit he seemed a little bit more free. He seemed the creativity seemed to to ooze out of him a little bit more than it maybe would have done. And I think he works actually really well with Lamina um in that sort of engine room area as well. So what were your thoughts on his performance? Well, first of all, him being out basically right midfield, I didn't think would work because he's played on the left, hasn't he? I think against mm-hmm. Liverpool, that 3 0 he did yeah. well out on the left midfield. Being out on the right midfield, would never have predicted it. I know Jack called it um, previous team prediction. I mean, I think you've got to give the most credit to Jao Gomez. In the absence of Neves, he was absolutely outstanding. Every It covered every blade of grass, interceptions, you know, just really, really good performance for you know, such a young lad. And it's his first, apart from his goal, obviously, when he came on against Southampton, it's probably his most shining and really good performance from him. But yeah, Nunes, good, really good game. That's what we want from him. That's the, you know, we paid like the 40 million for. And that goal, I mean, come on, it's just an absolute perfect strike, isn't it? And with how limited we are in terms of scoring goals, that's the only way we're going to score, isn't it? With absolute world is like that, really. And not a striker, but... Unbelievable, and I loved his celebration of the passion in that. Um, just great performance from the, all those midfielders you mentioned. Uh, Pedence as well played his part a bit on the left, I thought, um, after obviously all the controversy around him at the moment with what's going on with his ban and that. But yeah, and solid at the back. Toti Gomez, man, left back. He had Sterling, kept him quiet. They've got some superstars, haven't they, Chelsea? So you've got to give yeah. a bit of credit to our defence for keeping them quiet. And Dawson made a really important block late on. I remember that one. When Reese James cut it into the middle, I think it's mm-hmm. Abamyang who took the shot. I mean, look at these names: yeah, Reese James, Abamyang, Enzo Fernandez, Sterling, and we've kept a clean sheet. Which, you I mean, you you put them names out, you'd have put your house on them scoring five, like I did last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, Max Kilman uh, said this week, Jack, he was proud to lead Wolves. Um, I think we probably would have said in previous seasons as potentially a captain in the making there, but he probably hasn't shown the form quite yet, especially not this season, to to warrant that. But he didn't look out of place. No, very, very good, actually, on, on Saturday. I think both the centre-backs, the, yeah, really, really well. Dawson, bit of a return to form as well in the process, really. Harry mentioned his his block there, which, again, was probably Chelsea's only... Did they have any chances, really, that were clear-cut apart from that, that, uh, that you can really remember? There wasn't much, was there? Off, they, had a, they had a penalty shout, didn't they? Which, um, did it hit Gomez? Is I think that very close range. But that was, that was the, kind of um... something or nothing, I think, really. But yeah, you got to give credit to the defence. And I've said before, and I've always been a bit uncomfortable at, at Toti playing at a, at left back. And I have been in previous weeks, really. So I was quite surprised that he kind of kept his place. 
there was a couple of loose passes. He doesn't offer anywhere near as much as an attacking sense as some of the other people in waiting, let's be honest. But can't really fault him, can you? Did had an mm. accomplished performance and yeah. uh, you've got to give him credit. So Sorry, on the Gomez, was that the one when it like really quickly hit his arm? But he had his arms by his side, didn't he? Yeah, it, it, did. it was a little bit out, but it was absolutely blasted at him for yeah, about three yards. I don't think it was, no. One controversial decision that springs to my mind towards the end of the game when Huang closed down their left back and I didn't think it was a foul and if it weren't a foul he laid it across the Serbia didn't he for like a tapping so that I thought that was a bit we could have been 2-0 that one but the mm. ref gave a foul straight away which I thought was soft but you know we've complained about referees a lot the last few weeks and maybe we have a week off this week <laughs> well I mean for once it wasn't Wolves that we were talking about VAR and refereeing decisions I mean oh. did anyone see the Tottenham game the Tottenham that's Brighton. horrendous that's, that's one of those games that kind of like we've had a few times this season where you're just thinking is this just corruption? Is this just corruption? Because hang on, Brighton are here pushing for a European place. Spurs are pushing for a Champions League. Newcastle might get in there. So hang on, we need to keep the status quo and keep the money flowing to where it needs to go. Because, I mean, it, it was kind of a, a Jamatino away at Man City moment, the one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. It, it, there's there's a thing where, where the VAR, it doesn't look like the balls hit his hand, but we're going to say it did anyway. Just in case, and it's it's one of those where we favour we favour with oh we think it might have happened. The cameras can't prove it didn't happen, even though the cameras. So we'll say it did. It just it just stank the whole thing, did it? It's it's just it happens every week, and it's it's you know it's just getting boring now, isn't it? And I I don't, I don't know whether I don't like VAR or whether it is just our officiating is just terrible or biased or or whatever it is anyway. But saying that, opponents is about to get probably get banned for six games for not spitting at anybody. So <laughs> it's it's going to come back around on us pretty soon. It just happened to be Brighton. I, last I week. found it because um, we mentioned Cunha and Costa. I thought you know I thought they both played well. No Raul in the squad at all. So he's he's the latest victim of yeah, he, he, is dropped for tactical reasons. He's always injured. someone, isn't it? Was it tactical reasons? Was it? Tactical no, reasons. Else in it. And Eight Nori yeah. as well. But Eight Nori is doing Ramadan. So as much as we think he might have fell out with Lopetegui, but so is Adama Traore. So it's was one he? of them. And it's, it's hard to handle. Adama Traore, yeah, I think he does Ramadan as well. Didn't know. That. Which is a hard thing, isn't it? As a professional football, you can't eat and drink and you're playing a professional football yeah. game. That must be hard. Yes, I, I there's there's you're not going to convince me the fact that you could perform to the same levels no. at that level of sport without eating anything all day. You can all say water. that it won't have an effect, but I, I honestly don't think it will. So if he's being left out of the squad for those reasons, then I, I kind of support it a little bit. I think it kind of makes sense if there's other people pushing you for similar uh, similar places. Uh, but yeah, not sure really. But then no Adama's getting in, so that kind of goes against that, doesn't it? But uh, Adama, I suppose, he's only ever going to come on for half an hour yeah. and just has to run himself tired I, I don't know i don't know mm. maybe people have people handle it differently as well really some people can go all day with no food and still look the same and other people mm. are I, i'm still but... shocked he didn't start bueno though i know totty had a good mm-hmm. game but i was I really shocked he started totty again he must really like him he must be seeing something we're not which he did have a good performance so it happens like this with lopetegui though you're the golden child for three games and then you're not in the squad a week later <laughs> it, it, it just <laughs> seems to happen like that, doesn't it? Because it's happened with Aynori, it's happened with, with Bueno. Um, so it could be a case of he's coming to do a job for a couple of games, Toti. And let's be honest, he's done well, even though I'm not convinced about him as a as a fallback. But he, he seems like the kind of guy, though, that Lopetegui, that would be quite diligent in the past as well. So we've always said that uh, Nuno had his favourites, Bruno had his favourites, 
And I don't think you can say that with Lopetegui, can you? Because like Jack's just said, you know, you can be fl- what what seems like to us would be your flavour of the month and then be dropped out of the squad the next week. But then with all likelihood that you're going to come out, come back in to do your job, a bit like Pep does at City, you know, it's about managing the squad, isn't it? Managing players. And also we're not used to having a squad this big, realistically, since we've returned to the Premier League because we've been working from a 19-man squad. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> five five substitutions would never happen. Or very, very rarely. Uh, it's something that happens on a regular basis now. Yeah, it's a tough job, isn't it? I th- you, you talk about favourites, Sam. I think he's got one favourite. I think it's Wanky Chan. I think he loves him. <laughs> he absolutely loves Wang. Don't you? you think every opportunity when he's fully fit, he starts. He brought you on. Really large, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So he must be a really good trainer or something. But he's done well yeah. under Lopetegui, to be fair to him. So don't be too harsh. Unless yeah, when you I said don't... that he had naked pictures of uh, Bruno Large, <laughs> yeah, they, they, were, they were naked pictures of Bruno Large and, and Julian Lopetegui. And Lopetegui um, together. I'm, I'm saying nothing. I, I, I think Huang, I think you're right there. I think Huang is probably someone who's very dedicated, works really, really hard in, in training and managers just love him. Kind of like a Dave Edwards sort of thing. Um, the fact yeah. that they really like that, so he, he definitely gets his chance. But under Lopetegui, he hasn't done much wrong. I don't think he was great when he came on, particularly on... Um, on Saturday, to be honest, but then again, neither was Traore. Didn't really do much today. But we were we were in in the case of just trying to see the game out then, rather than try and exploit their uh, their talents and, and score. So, uh, Harry, I know you probably know what you're going to say, uh, but a man of the match. Yeah, it's got to be Jao Gomez, hasn't it? But I'd love to give it Nunes with that absolute wonder strike. Um, but I'm going to give Jao Gomez the nod just to come to fill it, fill Neves's shoes and perform the way he did. It's got to be him. Um, before Jack says his man of the match, do you want to talk about the controversial chance thing, or should we just leave that? The, what? the chance, Ch- chance. Oh, chance. Oh, chance. Yeah, chance. chance. Oh, do you, so, do you want to just leave that? I don't know. Can, I don't know I, the full details, but I don't know what. It, I, I'll bring Jack in on that. Then. Can I say my man of the match first? Yeah, sorry. Say <laughs> man the match. So it's also Jao Gomez, obviously. There just a little side note on that. The thing that I really, really liked, and the thing that fans will really like and get behind with Jao Gomez is. He's coming to the team after being out of it for a few games. And there were points in the game where he, he was winning a tackle and literally celebrating to himself. It meant that much to him that he was like clapping himself or trying to get the crowd up and these sorts of things. Those sorts of those sorts of things and that sort of mentality. If you're cheering, just, you know, turning over the ball um, when you've come into the team like that, um, then that's, you know, it's the great attitude, I think, is, is the thing that really, really shines through. So, yeah, I think the man of the match performance was definitely him by a long shot. Perfect. Okay. Um, yeah, and I think three arrests were made um, post-game for some homophobic chanting. Uh, I think from reading that there's been a couple of others as well, so we would need to be careful about what we said with ongoing investigations, but it's obviously something that we don't ally with is homophobic chanting. Um, but, Harry, do you want to say something about it? I mean, I don't know if you heard it or no, you didn't hear it. or Yeah, so I was. didn't hear it personally. It's similar to, well, maybe this one's a bit more serious than the one with the Liverpool game. But Jack, didn't you say it was on the Tannoy asking them to stop? Um, they made an announcement on the Tannoy, which is, I couldn't really hear it from where I was in the North Bank, but I think that's the first time I remember that happening. Mm. And um, it's just difficult. It's where we need Bayless really just to um, <laughs> just destroy everything that's being said. Uh, but it's, um, I actually think the Tannoy announcement, whatever they were trying to stop, made it worse. And by the, mm. by the end of the Tannoy announcement, they had half, half the South Bank singing, the song they didn't want anyone to sing. Um, so I don't think it really helped helped in, in that case, really. But uh, it's one of these, isn't it, where it's it's going to divide opinion because it's a, a song that's been sung for a long time. 
And I, to be honest, I don't think that 90, 99% of the people singing that aren't doing it because they're they're homophobic. It's just the history of it. And it's, it's the Chelsea Rent Boy song, for in case just any, anyone doesn't know, um, which I know a lot of clubs have got in trouble for singing it, but it's been sung. I'm not saying it's right because it's been sung for a long time, but I think there's like um, history about it because the leader of the Chelsea firm was caught with a Rent Boy and stuff. It's not necessarily because... Um, people uh, every, everyone's singing it hate gays it's just because it's one of these things where they're trying to take the mickey i'm not saying it's right or wrong but i think three arrests is is a little bit harsh because i mean if if, if i was arrested for that i'll be the first thing i would say is well hang on but half the half the stand was singing it it was it definitely happened quite a lot it's so you know what why are they singling those people out is it just because because uh they're the ones who started it it's you know so it's a weird one just like that in how you arrest people for something that potentially thousands of people were, were singing at the same time they tried to stop it by making a tunnel announcement which didn't help it actually made the situation uh kind of worse really um and it comes to something just from a personal opinion when one of the clubs in recent years that's been in trouble for you know the most racist things starts crying about an old homophobic chant um and straight on twitter weren't they uh on saying mm-hmm. that you know call calling everybody out for this chanting when it wasn't that long ago, their fans wouldn't even let uh, someone on a on a tube with them because of their skin colour. So, yeah. I, I don't know. That's probably can't be cancelled now. Just just spitting those facts, but um, that's uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's just my. Uh, well, Paul know, Paul, that's, Paul that's in the comments said I, I definitely heard Jack sing it. So, well, my defence there is I sit in the North Bank and we don't sing anything, so <laughs> 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 definitely not happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, okay. Uh, we've got the man of the match. We may as well talk about Brentford now, another London side, another home game. Harry, uh, I suppose he's got a little bit of a selection headache in a way because um, that the, the team performed well, but there's people on the benches that came on performed well. Obviously, Neves will be missing for this one as well because it's a two-game ban. Uh, if it's not broken, you don't fix it. Uh, is that the case? It's got to be. Uh, I've been screaming for weeks on this podcast. I want consistency. I want the same mm-hmm. formation, the same eleven to keep playing. I think this is the perfect opportunity just to go again, unless obviously there's injuries. Um, yeah, yeah, straightforward for me. It's this game before I thought we were going to lose to Chelsea, so the, I was looking at this one as an absolutely huge game that we have to win. I still do think we have to win it, um, but if we don't, it's not as bad. And like I say, I think we need thirty-eight points. We're on thirty-one now. A couple of wins, a couple of draws in our last. Uh, Remaining games, it's going to be a tough game. Brentford, good team up there. They're still on the contention of getting European football if they get a win. So it's not going to be easy. They're a good team on the counter, aren't they? They have done us a few times. You think back to when they beat us before with Tony, absolutely tearing us apart. But we did have Cody then, so we didn't have many good defenders. So, But yeah, big game and I hope we uh, can get the three points. It, it's a it's a tough game, isn't it, Jack? I mean, Brentford have had a, a brilliant season there, certainly not suffering from second season syndrome. Um, they are 12 points ahead of us, I think, in, in the Premier League table. So is this one where you go, I don't know anymore because we, we could play them and play them off the park or all we need is one chance now and that could be it or it could be a pummeling. It, it, we just don't know. Um, brilliant season, but not in the best form. So I, th- I think this is definitely a chance, really, considering their, their recent results. I think they might have won one in the last six or seven. Definitely a, f- a few losses in, in recent games and a few draws thrown in there. So I, th- I, th- I think their, their season isn't quite at the high standard it, it has been that's got them up to that position. I think their form is probably putting them towards the bottom. So I think after our result, this is definitely an opportunity with a home game against them to 
to try and get get one of those wins. I think I think probably I think now two wins will be enough. Um, obviously, you never know how it's going to go exactly, but I think two wins put us on thirty seven points. I, I'm not convinced that two of the teams below us were. Uh, well, I'm already writing Southampton off there. I probably shouldn't be just yet, but I don't. I'm not convinced that that will be um, enough for the two or two of the others to overtake us. Um, so I think it's a big opportunity, really. It was always going to be an opportunity with a home team, a home game against a team like Brentford, um, if, if we needed the points. So I, I think this is one where we can hopefully kick on and, as I said earlier, try and put those uh, relegation fears to bed sooner rather than later. I mean, I, I know I've said quite a few times, actually, that our fixture list is more favourable than the others. And that is true. However... It is kind of, I think, in the next three games. The next three games are really going to going to be the 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 turning point for that because after that, on paper, they get quite a bit harder. So we've got um, home to Brentford, away to Leicester, home to Palace, and I know Palace are a different beast now. Hodgson's back, but those were the three games we would have been looking at really. Where I think if we get even four points from those three games, I think we'll be okay because after that, it does get a little bit harder because we've got Brighton, brilliant season, Villa, top form, Man United, you know. Right, I'm Man United, and then we've got home to Everton, which could end up being a massive game if they're still in the shit before away to Arsenal. So I, I think, to be honest, we probably need a result on Saturday. And given the form that Brentford have been in, not not completely terrible, but not great, I think it's an opportunity that we need to try and take after our performance last week. Um, Harry, how do you see this one panning out? I mean, there are some interesting stats around this one. Um, we haven't lost any of. Um, eight Premier League matches in which we've taken the lead under Lopetegui, winning six, drawing two. Um, so it does seem it's just scoring the goals is the problem, obviously. Um, but that seems to be clicking in that we are scoring the odd goal now, and that does seem to be all we need. Yeah, I think, well, I think the key is to go one nil up, then, isn't it? Uh, going from that stat. I just, I'm, I, I shouldn't be worried because we defended really well against Chelsea, but with, like I say, with Tony counter attacking. The style they've got, it does worry me. And if they had nothing to play for, say if they had no, they weren't in contention at all for Europe or anything, I think we'd just get, get, go and get a routine win. But because they're going to have their tails up and they're going to come and lick their lips at the prospect of playing us, let's be honest, because they can see we can crumble at home like we have against the likes of Bournemouth and Leeds. So that's I can't call this one. Like I haven't really, I don't feel like down in the dumps about it like I did pre Chelsea because obviously how well we played against Chelsea. I'm not really confident either. Maybe the safe bet is a, is, a, is a draw, but no idea how it's going to go. But if we turn up and we're on it and we can play as a team, we can beat them. There's no doubt about that. Because like I say, I say it a lot. On paper, I think we've got a better squad and a better set of players. Obviously, I'd love to have Tony. Um, and they've got, obviously got good, other good players. But yeah, we, if we were on it and we play well, we should beat them, hopefully. Uh, Jack, score prediction? I'm with Harry on this. Really, I don't know. It's one of the, it's a coin flip, isn't it? It depends which Wolves team turns up. We we could could be that five nil that Harry was uh, predicting last week, or we could turn up and be really good again. But I, I I'm going to be confident. Actually, I'm going to say I think I think we'll win two one. Okay, confident. Um, I think I think the same two one. I think we'll edge it. Um, you never say that usually, Sam. Well, no, 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 that's very out of character, isn't it? Uh, I'm saying 4-1 so should... Wolves for what it's worth. 4-1 Wolves, sorry, I thought yeah. I asked you. 4-1 uh, <laughs> Wolves, you never say that, Harry. No, no, let's, that's what gets so different. Let's have a look at the latest betting odds and ticket news. Do you want me to start with betting odds, Jack? I have got them up. Yeah, please, so I haven't got the ticket news up, mate, so that'd be helpful. Yeah, Cheers. so uh, Wolves are favourites, I believe. 
six to four for a Wolves win, nineteen to ten for Brentford. So that does make us favourites, right? Is that close? Nineteen to ten, Jack. I wasn't listening, but I've checked the odds <laughs> earlier, and we are slight favourites for this. There one. we go. That's yeah, so uh, eleven to um, five for the draw. Ivan Tony two plus shots on target is a price boost to two to one. So as again, hundred quid on that. Lost hundred quid on Jao Felix doing that last week, so need to get it back. I didn't really. Matthias Nunes to score was six to one. It's now seven to one. Two plus shots on target each team in each half is fifteen to two. Wouldn't have that one. So I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> so two one Wolves is seventeen to two. So the, look, the odds are lower than against Chelsea as you'd expect. Four one Wolves sixty six to one. That's usually about eighty to hundred. Um, what did you say two one as well? Did you, Jack? So. Yeah, did a one-one draws five to one. So yeah, we are the slight favourites, but the book is just like us in our little uh, preview. There can't really call it. It's quite a tight one. That's what she said. Uh, Jack's got your <laughs> ticket news. So there are tickets actually on general sale for both of those upcoming home games. Not loads of tickets, but tickets from the the less. So home against Brentford on Saturday, and then the home game against Crystal Palace. There's you know two massive games really, two massive home games in the context of survival in our season so it'd be nice to try and sell those ones uh, out really um so the away games leicester city is still on sale going down the points i said said they'd stay around for a little bit because there's quite a good allocation on that one uh, and there is still a bit of availability there for that one and the next away game after that is the brighton game which i think is currently on sale to the away season ticket holders but will be going down the point system very soon or actually it might have started today actually or in recent days but um that's it, really. And after that, we haven't got many games left, really, to the end of the season. The next, I suppose the biggest game we've got left at home is probably that Villa game coming up, isn't it? But uh, I don't think the tickets are quite on sale to members for that one yet anyway. But uh, it's not that far away. Excellent. That's your latest bet. And the ticket news. Uh, let's talk about Daniel Pedence and Morgan Gibbs-White, Brennan Johnson. Obviously, the alleged spitting incident um, with the 1-1 draw against Nottingham Forest at the Forest Ground. I believe, Harry, that Gibbs White is giving evidence, as is Brennan Johnson, and they're going to use that as part of the investigation. Um, I was just going to see if I could find... Do you want to just pause uh, you there, Sam? We've got a special guest in the uh, waiting in the wings. Oh, excellent. So we're going to put this question to him. It is. The one <laughs> is it, 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 he's it, here for the quiz. He's here ready for the quiz as well. <clears throat> Mr. Tom Rouse. <laughs> Tom's here. How are you doing? Long time to see How's all it going? Right. right? Yes, good, thank you. You both all right? Yeah, good, thank you, mate. Not too bad. Well, look at this. Uh, the old golden black is here. Um, yeah. I mean, have you you've been knocked on the head now? Or is this like oh, a, yeah. this is? I mean, this is so. This is like an Easter blessing. You know, you have yeah. risen. Uh, I am the resurrection. <laughs> You're still here more than Bayless, to be fair. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> if you'd have, if you'd have come on last week, I'd have been a lot more dour and a lot more doom and gloom than uh, than this week. But uh, I'm still not over the moon with how things are going. What would, what would you like to see, Tom? I'd like to see us top of the Premier League, winning the Champions League, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd like. I would just I, what I saw on Saturday is what I like. What I would like to see, I saw a lot of fight and a lot of passion from the from the players, particularly in the midfield. A lot of hard work in the engine room, which we haven't seen for I don't know two or three months. Really, it seems to have been a bit since the Liverpool game. It's almost as if the players have thought the job was done then, and then same again after the Spurs game. So the big test is now the Brentford game, 
Saturday, can they follow it up with a proper performance in a result in a in a game where we should be getting some points? Although Chelsea were awful the other day, it's not really a game that we should have got points for. Really, should have been a nil nil. Had nil nil written all over it, bar a freak goal. But we're nearly there now. I think two or three results, as you said earlier on, and we'll, we're there. It's been I've a very say, poor season. I've got to say, I asked Tom to come on last week, by the way, and his words were. Cardiff followed the game against Forest. I've lost interest in all crap. I've had enough of them all. <laughs> <laughs> so your, your tunes change slightly, Tom, which I like to hear. Oh, yeah. It'll be, the, it'll be the same again next week after Brentford when we lose 2-0. <laughs> <laughs> what do you Would think you make any... Thing? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, like, let's, let's talk about Gibbs White. Because, I mean, yeah. a, a, a shot in time and a, a single photo from an altercation or something happening you know, can be taken out of context and you could prove it probably any way you like. However, we've all seen the pictures uh, of the alleged spit um, when he's doing the gesture. And I'm sure you've seen the photo of Gibbs White in the background. who's not looking anywhere near what's happening and he's giving evidence. What do you think of that? Well, he'll get in trouble, won't he? Because he'll be asked, did you actually see this? Yes, yes, yes. Well, no, you didn't. Here's the photo. And I think it'll just be, you know, it's irrelevant what he's what he's going to say because clearly he didn't see it. He, even if he even if he was looking towards Podence, I think he was behind Podence, wasn't he? So yeah. he wouldn't have been able to see his face. So completely irrelevant. Just wants to get involved, uh, have his little moments, but he's not, I think it's not worth the time talking about, to be honest. I don't think he ever has been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a no, short no. podcast this week. Let <laughs> me <laughs> kick him out of the studio. Um, I, I, I don't know, Harry. I mean, what what do you think? We've all seen the we've all seen the photo. I mean, can they go? Well, look, you clearly weren't looking at it, and then he he's got no leg to stand on, has he? I I've, I think it's gone this far. I think they will do him. I think, like you say, like Tom said, Gibbs White be like, yeah, yeah, I saw it. I saw the I saw it happen, even though we weren't looking. Like we said, Johnson's going to say he did it. Of course they are. They don't like us. There's a bit of a rivalry there, so he's going to get done. I think he won't go this far. And the FA don't want to look stupid, so they'll probably go through saying that. They probably will look stupid, won't they? If they do give it him, to be honest, <laughs> Jack looks stupid either way. But it's it's at the point now where it's a bit of a it's a bit of a kangaroo court, isn't it? I think you just need to have a bit of common sense, which the FA FA won't have, and step back. And you've got to think, okay, why are these players doing this? And the reason is because we're in a relegation battle with them, and they want to get a player banned. On top of that, their key witness, you know, the Gibbs White, has a vendetta against us for. Mm the last two years and everything that's happened and the stuff he's had from the fans, the stuff he's had going with his girlfriend, the whole celebration with the fingers in the ears. It's snowboard now. And the fact that he says, oh, if you give a statement that could screw over this club, will you do it? He'll he'll bloody make anything up, you know? <laughs> so it, it's, it's a case of they have to kind of just step back and think about it, which, same as Harry said, they won't. They'll just go with it and say, oh, we think he might have spit, so we better ban him for six games, you know, to just um, to show, show a tough stance on it. But... And again, as I said earlier, this is the same. Um, this is the same. Uh, you know, the same association which gave a penalty um, recently for for a ball that didn't hit someone's hand. You know, it's happened to us. It's happened in the in the Spurs game at the weekend, and these sorts of things, incidents where the the replays are, are not showing what your eyes can see, and the fact that you can't see any spit, and he's just doing a gesture, isn't going to matter because they're going to mm. do it anyway. So, no, exactly, because it, it's it's one word. Against another, isn't it? You know, he's come out and said he hasn't done it. They've come out and said he has, and there's photo evidence with no spit. 
where do we go from here? We'll wait and see. Um, one final thing before we do Harry's quiz, which is the real reason Tom Ranks is here, uh, is the potential of a Neves deal uh, in the pipeline this summer. Harry, I'll start with you on that one. Do you think it's got any legs? Uh, it was in the very, very trustworthy tabloid papers this week um, that it might happen. Uh, but if there's one man that could make it happen, it's potentially Julian Lopetegui. He's going. I think he's going. I, I wouldn't read too much. <laughs> I into reckon it. that means he's staying. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, don't listen to a word I'm saying. But to be honest, after Saturday, I'm not too bothered anymore. Obviously, oh, I'd love him to stay. No, no, I'd love not it. After I'd one game. No, no, I'd absolutely love him to stay. He's our best player by a mile. But it's about time. Every summer for the last three seasons, it's been: is he going? Manu won in Liverpool, won in Barcelona, won him. He is a bit of a higher level than us, so I think he's going personally. He's, he's, I, I think he's going too, but he's at that stage in the career, his career now, where he's got he can make a choice whether he wants a statue outside Molyneux or he wants to actually win win some trophies with within the yeah. club by being probably a bit part player or you know not starting every game or being their talisman and I, I think he'll probably go with the option of winning stuff to be honest with you but which is you know fair enough he doesn't know us anything now I don't where, think he stayed longer than the thought he would where does he go to do that because unless he goes to City chances are he's not going to win the Premier League and if he goes to United he might win the League Cup potentially um, just on their record. I know they're a little bit more of a project. Um, I don't think they'd actually sign him. I think he'd be more likely to go to Barcelona. They're probably going to be under transfer embargo um, by the time the summer comes. So that probably buy Munich potentially to go. If it's league titles, it has to be by Munich, Man City, probably Barcelona or Real Madrid. He'll win the championship with goes- us next season. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, he has a league title already. Why, why is he going yeah. to be so selfish? Uh, Tom, what do you reckon? I th- my gut feeling is that he, he's probably going to go abroad and that I don't know about winning things for him necessarily is the most important thing, but it feels like he should be tested at the highest level, which is the Champions League. And he's perfectly capable, I think, of fitting into a Champions League team and going deep in the Champions League. Whether or not he wins trophies at a team is, you know, to be to be seen, but I, my heart still thinks that he this that he there is a chance that he will stay, because like Jack said, he only needs to win one trophy with Wolves, and there will be a statue of him forever outside the ground. He could see out the rest. I mean, five more years, really, at the top of his career. He's got if he could, if he gives that to us, I'm just, I'm confident that we would win a trophy, LDV vans, whatever it is. <laughs> we could. I think he's um, and you know he's the captain he's the main man he's never ever going to be the hero that he is at Wolves anywhere else even if he went back to Porto or somewhere like that he's not going to be lauded as the absolute god that we think that he is uh, and I think Wolves are d- desperately trying to do everything to keep him but, you know the video they put up the other day on the YouTube channel of you know interviewing the referee from the Derby game with that amazing goal and all that sort of stuff is very much like we really rate you here. We really want you to stay. Please do stay. Um, and it's only a matter of time until we start singing Don't Sell Neves. Again, that'll be in the next game or two. And it, um, I just, But I also, having watched him grow up really as a player from 21 to whatever he is now, he's owed you know, trophies. He's seen Jota go and leave and, and be successful. And he, we do owe him that, really. He's given us some fantastic service over the last five years and we do owe him whatever he wants, really. He has seen Jota leave and win the Community Shield. 
Yeah. Something. <laughs> what? He, he not, did he not win a title? He's part of the FA. No, he wasn't. He was still with us then, wasn't he? But he won the FA Cup oh, last he? season as well. Oh. The FA Cup. Yes, the Mouse Cup now, though, isn't it? Yeah, they won until, until we win it. Then, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> will then, Jesus. Yeah, get a tattoo of the FA Cup on my arm. Who win it? <laughs> um, Harry, there were reports of hundred grand a week would be what would uh, tempt him to say. I mean, obviously, aside from the emotional and uh, career-wise stuff that we've been talking about the big question there is can Wolves afford it and is he worth it he's definitely worth it and I think we can afford it yeah mm. how's he not getting that already how's he not getting yeah. that already on that or is that a myth? I think Matinho Matinho is yeah but yeah. surely you could if the you know the finances of the club if Matinho is to go or even if he's to sign another year's contract then he's not going to be on 100 grand for that year so bump Neves up to Matinho level and get rid of Matinho well, yeah, yeah, I, I, and obviously Adama will be coming off the wage bill, but I mean he won't be on anywhere near as much. He might, might just about cover a signing on fee potentially um, for the year. Mm. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what happens. Um, some Paul in the comments saying Rao's on a hundred grand, Matini as well. I mean they came with pedigree as well, didn't they? I mean Rao was probably more of an internationally renowned striker, and Matini, obviously with Monaco and various others. Um, I still can't believe we. We got him for, for how much we did. Yeah. Uh, but yes, watch this space. Um, Harry has a quiz. I'll pass you over to Harry. I do. And do you want to... Right, Rouse is here. So do you want to go against each other or do you want to just go round in circles and pass it on if you don't know it? How do you want to do it this week? You're the quiz master, mate. You tell us. Yeah, it's true. All right, what we'll do, do, do is, do, do if you, you know it, shout. Just, just, say what your top, <laughs> just say what your top is for the audience. Who oh, yeah. You. I'm wearing a no, Rex on top after Ben Foster's save. Um, <laughs> I'm now a Wrexham fan. No, this is a, a St. Louis um, from St. Louis the City MLS. FC, I think. Is it? There is history. I'm not just wearing it randomly. We do know Aaron Eversole, who is a good friend of the lads who support St. Louis. Yes. So. Plays up front for them, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's That's great great <laughs> but yeah, they're doing well as well. Banging in the goals, winning games. They did buy their way into the MLS, like every team does, but still. But would rep him because he's a big Wolves fan, isn't he, Aaron? American, yeah. big Wolves fan. Yes, indeed. So actually, we should also say you mentioned Ben Foster then, but big shout out to the you know that's a non-league game really that's a game, game yeah. Notts County um, against Wrexham on Bank Holiday Monday, and it was actually one of the most entertaining games I've watched in a long time. I thought mm. it was brilliant, you know, particularly the second half. It was really really good. So uh, shout out to non-league football. It's insane, isn't it? That league, both teams have got over a hundred points, and only one of them will go up. It's, it's insane. It's a shambles, really, isn't it? Yeah. That shouldn't be allowed. If two teams, you know, yeah. get a hundred points, that there there should be there should be three promotion spots from that league, really, the same, the same as it is it is normally, really. So, I suppose it's the the jeopardy of dropping out of League Two, though, is so big that mm, like, yeah, you know maybe financially only two teams is uh, is feasible. I don't know. I, don't know. I read somewhere it's, that in two economics. years' time they're changing it. They are changing it to two promoted in two years automatically. I think that's fair, really, because it is yeah. it is still a, like a professional level, isn't it? Just about the National League, because the the English football pyramid is so strong. It is still mm. you get some big name teams who, who drop mm. down, really. I mean, Notts County being one of them. Stockport were in there last year. Well, so Re- some big, Wrexham big have been down there for fifteen yeah. years, and they're, they are a huge team. Wrexham, mm. yeah. Do you think they'll get? Because um, I've been looking into all this Welcome to Wrexham documentary and all that. Do you think they'll do it? Do you think they'll get? Up to I the think Oh, not the Prem. I thought you were going to say this season. I think they'll get promoted this season. Now. I think they get promoted this season, but do you think they've got, <laughs> do you reckon, he'll have to spend a lot of his money, Ryan Reynolds, they, they've, the they've invested a, a lot. You know, they're doing stadium redevelopment. They, they've, you know, they're paying players 
I mean, I think Paul Mullin was the top scorer in League Two, and they managed to convince him to take a yeah. step down to the conference, so they, he wouldn't be doing that for free. Who was um, the guy that Ollie Palmer was was the top goal scorer in League One and made the drop? But I think he's on about four grand a week. They did a thing the other day because they lost about two million pounds last year because the wage bill is absolutely mental because there's like three yeah. and a half grand a week, four grand a week, and it's like this mm. is Division Five and. <laughs> Not sustainable at all. So it's shit or bust, they, basically. They have to get promoted, yeah, definitely. Otherwise, they'll yeah, be all, back all they trouble. did I mean, buy Ben Foster a GoPro, didn't they, to get him there? He's getting paid a charger for it, I think. <laughs> he's getting paid a lot as well. I think he's. They brought him out of retirement, and he's still getting paid, you know, twenty, thirty grand a what week. What a move by him, though, because he's like, all about his YouTube and that. He knew he'd get mm. massive exposure. I mean, Reynolds and his bloody vlogs and that, and then making that say you can't write it, can you? That's like a Hollywood movie script. Him signing for them and saving that penalty is ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, quiz time. Quiz. Sorry. Yeah. So out. the quiz this week is it is a Wolves linked quiz. So I'm going to name. Good, so they're a, for, so yeah, they're a former Wolves player, and I'm going to name the last three clubs they played for. So they might, Wolves won't necessarily be in there. Do you get what I mean? So yeah, yeah. the first one's very easy, which you should. I'd do this every time. So, yeah, name their last three clubs, former Wolves player. If you're struggling, obviously, I'll give you clues. Like, it's a striker, it's a defender, mm. played in so-and-so era. But hopefully, you don't need clues because you're all good. And, yeah, I'll tell you what, we'll go around in circles. Okay. Sam, if you don't know it, pass it to Ralph. If Ralph yeah. don't know it, pass it to Jack. So, question one. Former Wolves player, his last three clubs were... This is an easy one, by the way, so no pressure. West Bromwich Albion, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Hereford United. Who oh, is it? Steve, that's Steve Ball. Yay! So you get the cup, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, that. round to you, Rouse. Yeah. Last three clubs Wolves, Coventry, and Southend. Freddie Eastwood. Wow, straight in. I've seen Jack and Sam's face. They were like, oh no. So it's good job we got that. We are, I love Freddie Eastwood. Question three, round to Jack. Last three clubs, it's a tough one because Wolves ain't in it. Of course, it's a tough one. Leighton yeah, Orient, Aldershot, and Maidstone. <laughs> no, that's George Anacobi. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well done. Actually, linking, linking back, because Bayliss went to Leighton Orient to get, to get Aaron's interview, yeah. Uh, yeah. shirt signed for him. So there's the link. So he went all the way to Leighton Orient. Of anyway. course, George Anacobi is Aaron's favourite player because he does look like an NFL player, doesn't he? Like, he yeah, does he's like, their manager, now, isn't he? Is, it, uh, is it Maidstone he's managing? Yeah, temporary to the end of the season, I think. Yeah, I think it's like a caretaker mm. manager thing, but yeah, I think so. Wow. So, starting to get a bit tougher now. Back round to Sam. Oldham, Man United, Wolves. Uh, Dennis Irwin. Wow, yes. Straight in. Did you, you know that? I, it was going to be Ince or Irwin, yeah. It's going to be a play, an older player who came to us at the end of his career rather than obviously. Good question. Mm-hmm. You're doing well, lads. I thought you'd struggle on a few of these. Question five. Maybe we should have made them harder. I made them made too easy. <laughs> hold, question hold five up, for Rouse. You're going to get this straight away. I can't believe this one's landing on you. Reading, Shrewsbury and Barla Town. <laughs> Oh, that's uh, Super Dave Edwards. It is. Oh, he's still that's playing. Lovely. He's still playing now. He's still playing. I thought he was. He's, he's only thirty-three. They're in the Welsh Premier League. I, I, I followed this a little yeah, bit. Bala. So yeah, Yeah. I think he's. A, I think he's a player who just loves playing football. It doesn't matter what level, really, because I know he went to. Did he not go to Reading temporarily before? As well? He went to Reading. Yeah. He was yeah. at Reading. I just put Reading. Yeah, Reading. Oh, did you say Reading? Sorry. Yeah. 
but I knew it, that didn't land on Ralph. You two might have had a bit longer to get that one, but he's like, you've got a shrine of him in your bedroom in your house. Yeah, yeah, it's just a legend. <laughs> he, and uh, to, be fair, to be fair to him, actually, Dave Edwards, he's a he's a good commentator as well. Good yeah, commentator. Yeah, yeah. I really, yeah. really enjoy stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's a shame he's Welsh. So that's the only problem in it, right? There's an interview with him actually that we did on the YouTube channel, and that's very good. That's just just after. He oh, we did, yeah. Bloody, that's yeah. a throwback. Uh, so Jack, we've only got two left. So you flew through this, lads. I thought you'd struggle a bit more. This one, Jack, is Cholton, Coventry, and Billericay Town. Oh, wait. oh, that's Jamie Horror. Mm. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh. is it not? Oh, Kevin, Kevin Foley. Foley. Oh, yeah. Oh. Kevin Foley left oh, us at was... Cholton, went Coventry, then went to Billericay Town. No way. That's the longest one. It took you to answer though. So last one, round to Sam. This one's quite tough. Wolves, Kidderminster Harriers, Worcester City. Mark Clyde. Oh I was going to say, I was going to say Mark Clyde. <laughs> wow. Well, lads, I should have made that way too. Way I think that was difficult, but we've done that, very well. You've all smashed a, that. That's yeah. a good quiz, but that, that's the quiz that's definitely got a round two in it. Harry's yeah, Revenge. I'll do that again. I'll do make it, again, it harder. Do, it I'll go harder. More do the first, first three clubs of a, of a career. Oh, that'd be hard. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Or the first yeah, three clubs before they join Wolves. Uh, yeah, anyway, that's a good one. Yeah, because yeah, then I you could got branch out and just not do Wolves players as well, and just put throw a few like uh, Harry. Oh, I like that. Our, our football knowledge, which isn't Wolves, is terrible. <laughs> it's yeah. so bad. I, w- I wouldn't have got the uh, the Liverpool equivalent of Mark Clyde. So, Arsenal, Barcelona, Chelsea. Who is it? Straight away, Aubameyang. No, Fabregas. I was thinking of Fabregas. Yeah. Anyone got one for top of your head? <laughs> it's hard to Hang on, right Arsenal, Barcelona, three, Chelsea. That is a Bamiang. Is it as well? Oh, you can imagine. That's a good little game, that. So if uh, I'll make it a bit harder next time, then. Um, Lovely. Well, no, I really enjoyed that. Well, thank you for putting that together. Um, we'll say goodbye to Harry Mansell. Thank you. Jack Williams. Bye, everybody. And on Easter week, the resurrection of Tom Rouse. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. And it's a goodbye for me. Goodbye. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.